Welcome to the Carrick Wealth Monday Espresso Podcast. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, the 15th of January. Today, I'm joined by Scott Truter, Assistant Portfolio Manager and US Analyst. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Nathan. We'll get some insight from Scott in a second. Firstly, let's have a quick recap of what was happening in markets last week. As always, there's quite a lot happening, so let's dive straight in. If we look at market returns last week, they were mixed, but if you look under the hood, there was actually some quite good performance coming through. Japanese equities spring to mind, so the Japanese market was up over 4%. What's driving that? The currency has been quite weak in Japan because ultimately, they haven't been raising interest rates. So there's still lots of supply of money within Japan, so that weak currency coming through. As a result of that, their export market is thriving. And this is really giving a boost to company profits within Japan. And you're seeing that strong performance coming through for the beginning of the year. Actually, some of those benchmarks up 6% already. Bond markets were slightly mixed because there's an expectation that, yes, interest rates will be cut, but it's not going to happen as quickly as people expected because the economic data is a little bit mixed or stronger than expected. Speaking of which, let's take a quick look at inflation data because we did have inflation data out in the US last week, Scott. Yes, all eyes are on that main CPI, the Consumer Prices Index number. So it came in higher again. So it was 3.4% for the 12 months of December. That was higher than the previous 12 months measure in November 3.1 and above economist expectations. So we've seen rents being a bit higher, though they are starting to fall. But when those announcements are made, there's a second piece of data included, which is the producer prices index PPI. And this is what factories charge wholesalers. So these costs are earlier in the supply chain and they can be a bit more forward looking and this ease slightly. So our base case view is still that inflation continues to moderate. But the direction of travel is never just straight line. So you will see these ebbs and flows in data. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. You can see that inflation is likely to continue to moderate. But I suppose one of the big concerns people have is could inflation spike back up? Is it all going to be plain sailing? Will inflation come back down? Particularly because you now have the rise of conflict within the Middle East. So as everybody knows, we have the Houthi rebels attacking ships in the Red Sea. And quite rightly, this raises the question, could this cause inflation to reassert itself? Because ultimately, it impacts supply chains. Now, if we look into it, we see that about 15% of global seaborne trade passes through the Red Sea. So it is quite an important channel for trade to come through. Now, because of conflict within that region, those ships are having to reroute. And ultimately, that means that those shipping times are taking longer. They're costing more. So you're adding about a week onto a ship's trade route, plus about 1 million of additional costs for transporting the ship because you obviously have to fund fuel, etc. But the other thing that's happening is cargo container shipping costs are also increasing as a result because you have to rent them for a longer period. And we've seen a big, big spike in cargo shipping container costs over the course of the last week. So some of those costs have gone up by about 60% in a week. So the average cost of renting a container is now $2,670 for a 40-foot container. Now, does that mean inflation could come back to the level that we've seen over the course of the last two years? We don't think so. The reason being is even though you've seen a big increase in those shipping container costs, there's still only a fraction of where they got to in 2021 
when we had that huge demand for a product post COVID reopening, when actually costs got up to over $10,000 for a 40 foot container. So we actually don't see inflation reasserting itself to the same level. But you know, you can see how geopolitics can impact markets. And speaking of geopolitics, we had an election over the weekend, Scott. Yesterday, there were presidential elections in Taiwan. As anticipated, the ruling Democratic Progressive Party won the elections. This was a bit of a blow for China's policy because they would have preferred a more pro-China party to be in power. So the relationship between both countries is still going to be difficult. But we don't think there's going to be any immediate change in policy from Taiwan's perspective because they'll likely want to see what happens in the US presidential elections towards the end of this year. Okay, so let's take a quick look at the week ahead. Quite a lot in there this morning. There's quite a lot of data actually out in the UK this week. We've got inflation data, we've got jobs data, we've got retail sales. Now, the big focus for me is going to be earnings reports. So we've got companies releasing their earnings reports in the US. So what are they seeing on the inflation front? What are they seeing at an economic level? So we've got a lot of banks reporting this week. We've got Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, Charles Schwab. And we're going to continue to have companies reporting over the course of the next couple of weeks. And that will be the thing that the market wants to focus on. How are companies managing in this environment and are they able to increase earnings? And the likelihood is yes, because inflation is falling and therefore their costs are falling too. Also in Asia, as in China, we've got fourth quarter GDP and the government is looking to target that 5% growth. So we'll see if they actually manage to achieve that or not. Okay, so thank you all for listening. Have a great week. It's goodbye from me and goodbye from Scott. Thank you.